It seems like a warm day today, so why don't we pop open a bottle of Rona and start discussing things, shall we? Two, three. Let's do this. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Haywire Podcast, where we sit down, discuss, and talk anything and everything. And today, right beside me, we've got somebody very special, my co-host, London. Why don't you introduce to me or and to like everybody a bit about yourself, bro? Thank you, Leon. That's such a sweet introduction. Uh, so me and Leon, we go to the same uni. We live in the same hall and he hit me up. Let's start a podcast and here we are. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I believe you owe me some sort of congratulations, bro. What do you mean, bro? What do you mean? Have you not been watching the Prem recently? Hey, for those of you who don't know, aside from NBA, um, I also watch soccer, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. football. And um, I'm a Chelsea fan and a Barcelona fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is so fucking painful because Liverpool just won the Premier League. Yep. And last season they won the Champions League as well and then they beat Barcelona. Yep. Quite an iconic <sighs> night, I won't lie. I wish I would have been there at Anfield myself, but you got to hand it to us, man. Jurgen Klopp really turned those guys into men and they plowed through each game of that season. They made sure they won there, they got there, they got that result. Yeah, I agree. You guys almost went credit. invincible as well, which yeah. is like something historic. And I think with uh, the situation of the pandemic, etc., I know I don't want to boost my own horn here because everyone really did go through that pandemic as well, but we pulled through at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, massive respect to Liverpool as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and like the way you guys won the league is just totally deserving. It was it, it was a total dominant performance no, I throughout. That. I appreciate that. And I think this links on to the first topic here and it's like, you know, with the coronavirus really ending everything, yeah. sports is one of the first things to make a resurgence. And it just makes you wonder, like, we love sport to that level that it had to be one of the th- first things that come back. You know, we are still not allowed to go to restaurants and bars, etc. Yeah, of course. Entertainment, sport, like, why do we enjoy it so much? I don't know, man. It's just probably the thrill of it, you know, seeing people compete, like, seeing, like, physical collision and stuff. It just... Like brings out the aggression or like the competitiveness mm-hmm. in people mm-hmm. that you really enjoy. Um, and I think that applies to a lot of us as well. Um, like the reason that I see NBA basketball or like soccer is because of those things. Mm-hmm. Like the certain degree of competitiveness and sometimes like tactical um, brilliance and like, you know, seeing these plays and stuff that the coach developed for the players. It's really interesting to see. And like, once you actually get into like, oh, that's how they did it. Then Mm -hmm. you're like, oh shit, I'm going to watch more of it. You know? I don't know. Just the concept amazes me that we build stadiums. You know, we have these sold out events. We make seasons. We plan these things around it. You know, we have the World Cup that happens every year. We get the whole world involved just to watch people, you know, for instance, 12 people, 22 people kick a football around in between two goals for 90 minutes. Yeah, it's really strange. And it's just the thing about sport that really amazes me is that no matter what culture, you know, no matter where you come from, etc., you can always put things aside yeah. and just enjoy a good game of football. Yeah, you know? it's something that brings people together. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, something that brings you know the world together. I know the story together. of uh, in World War One or Two, it was around Christmas time, and in the trenches, both sides, the British and Germany, they put down their guns and they just enjoyed a good game of football. Hands down, and it just shows you like... Even war can't stop this beautiful game. Yeah, like sports is something beautiful, and I, I think it's something 
as a human race, all of us can like appreciate as well, like mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's gonna go on for like a long, long time. Yeah, and it's like makes you wonder, man, where did sport even come from? You know, like what's the origin? Who's the first guy that said, you know what, I'm gonna make this thing that looks like a sphere. I'm gonna grab ten of my mates and we're gonna shoot it in between those two sticks, or javelin, or whatever. Javelin. Anything, dude. <laughs> I mean, now that you question the origin, I actually. I actually don't know like where when did it start like when did it become a thing i mean i was reading this article that said that sports ultimately started to determine who was the fittest strongest etc to join the army for those wars you're talking about people back in ancient greece you know 700 something bc for them it wasn't merely just a competition it was which one out of these men is the strongest strongest enough to fight for us you know, you look at some of the sports even back in ancient Egypt, like chariot racing. That's a combat or a tactic used in sport in, in war. And that was something that they tested. So, like, they didn't even care about the competitive, competitiveness of the sport. They just... I think eventually it evolved. Like, yeah. if you look at the Colosseum, etc., that was entertainment. But at the beginning, the root of it is just, who's the strongest here? You know, who can defend us? Who can fight for us? They didn't even care about, like, you know... Th- like I said, the competitiveness of things, like they just use it as like a prerequisite of going to war, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. to see um, who's the strongest one who can help their country defend like their wealth and their power. Exactly. It was all about, I think it was all about like, you know, wealth and power back then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They didn't even care about like commercialism, like yeah, I mean, similar stuff. Exactly. Like you look at the modern day and it's sponsorships, yeah. you know, events media entertainment entertainment yeah. so this capitalistic like you know sense of the way of life that we have now has made it we have to pay these guys a lot of money because a lot of eyes are on them when before it wasn't about war and stuff when before it was just primarily about war i mean so that's just something very interesting to think about the evolution of sport you know um you brought up a good point earlier when it was just about war yeah but eventually it did evolve into the olympics you know it's one right. of the major sports in the whole world and that was also made by the greeks yeah yeah indeed so bringing people from all over the world just to test these things man that's insane it's crazy i don't know that's if you guys insane. have ever had this but you know just the dream of representing your country in a sport i dreamt of representing my country in uh, swimming ones yeah i never got into like competitive um, swimming mm-hmm. but I've always enjoyed it as a sport and I'm like I had the intention of telling my parents like oh mom dad I want to do this for a living you know swim for a living yeah because my idol back then was Michael Phelps Asia. yeah okay and like being a part of the Olympics is something super special mm-hmm. like it's once every four years I believe it's once every four years and the snow ones or the winter olympics are two years i think before or after can you imagine bringing back to your country a medal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now it's amazing man it's an amazing thing gloria because you know that you're competing with the best of the best you know it's to just stand on that world stage all eyes on you and it's just amazing that the amount of sports that we're now introducing like table tennis is now taken to the olympics right right you know, when before it was just javelin and running and yeah. those ma- major athletic sports, it's opened up, you know, a lot of people can join. And that's something that you got to admire. How do they judge it back in the day? Like when was like when the first Olympic happened, right? Mm-hmm. 
how the fuck do they do it? But, I believe, man, I don't know if it's real, but they used to give, you know, that olive or that branch crown. Mm-hmm. You know, like part of the Greek uh, crown thing. I don't know how to describe it, but it was just like an honor, you know. But back then, um, expansion hadn't been such a big deal. So it was like very close. The cities that were competing were quite close to each other. Right. You know, different tribes and stuff. Um, but I was reading also about the evolution of sport. <clears throat> And you think about the country that really had an impact on the amount of sport that we play today. Yeah. And it's England. Really? Yeah. Let me tell you why. And it's because of that whole colonialism thing. You know, they really expanded their territory across the whole world pretty much and spread what they do across the world. And it was during the industrial revolution. Right. So a lot more people were making a lot more money. So they had passive income to, you know what, let me sit down and get myself entertained. Right, right. And they use sport as that medium of entertainment. And that's why sports blew off since then and it became commercialized. You know, like cricket, rugby, you know, they're mainly English sports and a lot of people play them. And we're talking about India as well, you know, they play uh, rug- uh, cricket and Australia play uh, rugby. And yeah, it just amazes me, man. That, I don't know, it's just amazing to think about. I mean, like the physicality of it as well. Like, I. I don't know how they did it back in the day, but obviously for athletes right now, they're more physically capable than previous athletes for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like they're stronger, they're faster. Yeah. Makes you wonder, man, do you think we've ever reached the limitations of the human body? Like Usain Bolt, yeah. He's like the most well-known person for breaking world records. 100 meters in what, nine seconds? That's a crazy thing to think about. I mean, for some athletes, like their limitation I wouldn't say endless, but they have a very high limitation. Like, once they reach their peak, like that height, they're unstoppable. Is it possible to run it in less than Usain Bolt's record, is what I'm asking? Or when is it that we're gonna evolve and see that? You know, it's just... (sighs) To be frank, like, you need really high advancement in, like, medical research in terms of, like, sports and stuff. But, um, the only... One of the ways that I can see it happening is the use of um, PED, performance enhancement drugs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is something very prevalent in sports even back then and like nowadays. Um, so like, for I've been reading some articles on performance en- enhancement drugs as well. Mm-hmm. So like the origin um, started with um, testicles. Yeah. <laughs> testicles. Why is that? No shit, bro. Testicles. So there was um, an article from Vice that was reading um, the authors like Jack Moore. So this guy said that um, a guy named Charles Brown Seckett created this elixir of life um, from different animal testicles like freaking dogs, rabbits, like whatever, and ducks. And they were using it for like... Ducks um, testicles. Yeah, ducks testicles. I've never heard of those, bro. I, I don't know, man. Like it was, it was from from that vice um, vice articles, vice tickles. <laughs> Probably was true. about testicles too much now, man. Hey, man. Move on, move on. <laughs> it was used by a baseball athlete. Like there was this uh, guy from the Pittsburgh team mm-hmm. to earn like a win for his team in 1889, which mm-hmm. is like about seven years before the first Olympics. Really. In 1896. So like you would imagine people in that first Olympic, mm-hmm. they must have used something to enhance their performance. Right. Think about it. 
there has to be a way for them to increase their performance like make them faster to beat the other countries or something like that mm-hmm. i mean it's true man but you know as science has progressed and stuff we found different ways to become faster etc you know through diets through different training exercises and stuff so it's it just comes to that ethical issue where the athlete themselves do they want to take drugs and take the easy way out per se you know i put that in quotes but yeah i get what you mean the pressure doesn't just come from them you know it comes from their trainers their country um in some countries like for instance in colombia this guy scored an own goal i think or he missed the penalty yeah and he got killed and it just comes down to you have a lot of pressure on yourself when you go represent your country on that big stage yeah which way do you take i think every athlete um they suffer from like this insane amount of pressure obviously from their country like you said mm-hmm. but also from their peers or like their own to perform at their best yeah exactly like, like trainers for example yeah 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 or like their fear of failure yeah everybody has that fear of failure you mm-hmm. don't want to fail at something that you're good at right especially for athletes it's something for some people it's a bit embarrassing in mm-hmm. a sense so like you kind of get it but i think the use of drugs like performance enhancement drugs like it shifts the balance of 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 power in the sport a little bit mm-hmm. towards one side it defeats the purpose kind of if you get what i mean get it man but if you think about it you've been training for years mm. you know ever since you were a kid you've been training you've been training for this one moment you know the whistle goes you're in behind some dude right next to you in the next lane has been taking these performance enhancing drugs and just started training two years ago yeah how do you feel about that you poured your heart out into something when for him it was a stroll in the park you know what i mean and he takes that medal on his side how does he feel knowing that other people put an effort but he took the easy way out i mean there are a lot of cases that it actually happened in real life mm-hmm. you see famous athletes doing pd yeah. most of the time yeah like a, a very famous example i don't know if you know about this but lance armstrong mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was stripped of his seven Tour de France titles because yeah. he used um, PED in all seven of them. Mm-hmm. Um, after like years of denying allegations, he finally came um, forward with it in like an Oprah interview. And I think that's that's the moment where he started to feel like, oh shit, this is actually happening. Mm-hmm. Like when he was stripped of those titles, like his name is attached to like cycling. Yeah. Right, and Tour de France is not something small but it's also a pr issue man because i think he started a foundation about it was some sort of fitness foundation for something i, I can't remember exactly but that foundation also took a hit because he branded himself as the guy who won the tour de france seven times yeah you know he built it up on that basis and then once that got you know disallowed then his whole foundation went to went to crap so and that moment i think like in their head they just wanted to win mm-hmm. they're doing anything that it takes to win but they i think they're afraid that their capabilities are not enough in order to win such um demanding sport mm-hmm. physically demanding like um cardio heavy as like cycling yeah yeah so they had to take like some form of drugs to help them to overcome that um process that enduring process mm-hmm. which begs the question man you said you were swimming for the team right yeah would you ever do it would you nah, take nah. performance enhancing drugs? Like, I'll never do it. Like, I mean, 
Okay, you, I don't, you know, like, doubt you or anything, but you say that now. Imagine if you're on the top level, you know, you're a gold medalist or silver medalist or whatever, and it's just, you're so close, but you need that extra push to represent your country to go out there win that gold. Well, it's like, it's like the problem of taking the red pill or the blue pill, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'll probably take the way of, like, the harder way which is actually to train to exceed my capabilities. Um, I think there are some, a lot of like debates on whether or not PED should be legal. Mm -hmm. But um, from a certain standpoint, like if you train at your best, like if you're already at that top level, get that top trainer, do whatever it takes. You already earned like an insane amount of wealth already. Mm -hmm. If you're like a gold medalist or something, you've already had the enough resources and or like um, people to help you do it. Take advantage of that, you know, and like jump to the next level that helps you get uh, that championship or maintain that that high quality. Mm -hmm. And um, like if if I would somebody like that, I would never ever take like PD. Yeah. Cause it's something that's like heavily debated in sports nowadays and like the fine is pretty heavy as well. Mm -hmm. That's the thing, man. I mean, these days it's getting harder to detect, you know, Flance Armstrong went through seven Tour de France without getting, you know, known for it. And only later it was found out. It's just, it's, uh, it's difficult these days, you know, and you know, obviously Russia has had a lot of doping issues and I think they were banned from the Olympics this year or something like that. Yeah, like every sport um, has like problems of drugs being used. Mm -hmm. Like you see it happening in basketball, you see it happening in soccer with Diego Maradona mm -hmm. or like um, the UFC with Anderson Silva and John Jones Jr. Okay. Like it's it's pretty prevalent in modern sport nowadays um especially with um drugs like amphetamines or like um blood doping or like um you know anabolic steroids mm -hmm. it's used everywhere anabolic steroids you use it in weightlifting to increase your like um strength and recovery um doping to increase your um like level of red blood cells yeah, yeah. yeah like it's it's all out there whether or not like do you actually put a stop to it or like you actually allow it to happen mm -hmm. because i know like in in um, world war ii like it's sometime after 1960s those drugs are actually legal like amphetamines are actually legal and they were prescribed by team doctors but i mean back then man they were also doctors were also promoting smoking and cigarettes and they're saying oh it's good for you and you see a lot of footballers back in the day smoking a lot of people smoking because doctors back then they knew it was good for you like and, false belief you say. yeah and i know yeah. i'm jumping to a different topic here but <clears throat> if they thought back then smoking was good for you and now we've realized that it isn't you know how protein in meats etc etc you know that makes us stronger for sports and stuff there's been a documentary out on netflix yeah i've seen that vegan game changers. yeah veganism or something yeah, like. yeah it's all about a whole vegan diet and apparently that's the new thing and arnold schwarzenegger's on it you know one of the most pro proclaimed bodybuilders you know his physique is out of this world it just makes you wonder have we been doing it wrong and through these changes can we see someone beat usain bolt's record for example it's 
to madmen because you always grow up thinking you know you need protein for muscles and stuff but back then in the day you know hunting wasn't you know they didn't have sheep and cows at their disposal you know they were people who traveled a lot you know gathering seeds etc etc and they were still like massive human beings back then i think you can find a lot of those protein in like um plant-based um items as well like exactly like beans or like chickpeas or something like that i'm not i'm not like a nutrient nutritionist mm -hmm. type of guy but like i know that there are a certain amount of proteins in plants that you can find in um animal-based protein as well mm -hmm. so like for people back then i think consuming that and like um training extensively to in order to compete that helped them to get into like the tip-top body shape that they were looking for right right and they always like it's not like it's not like they have as much to do so like physical activities um it's pretty popular i'd mm -hmm. say they don't have like stuff to distract them from competing or like performing physical activities like freaking social media or mm -hmm. or the internet or something like that you know what were we talking about earlier um so the one topic yeah, i actually want to bring up about the whole steroid situation yeah is that if people are so inclined to take steroids take performance enhancing drugs to be the best there should be a special olympics where all the people just get jacked <laughs> up on all the steroids they possibly can and just compete against each other fuck's we'll sake we're seeing these walking clouds bro of just muscle 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 can you just imagine a tournament okay let's say a tournament running tournament between bodybuilders who uses steroids how funny would that be but i mean i'm talking about drugs that you know even like if it's doping you know to get your endurance up i just want to see something a competition to to really how far can we push the human body like we get like we gather the top athletes in the world mm -hmm. we force them to use PED. I mean, okay forcing is a bit extreme but the ones who are willing to dope and compete against to people dope. who are also dope not having dope but to dope blood <laughs> yeah alright and uh, to compete with ones who are also willing I think that would oh, be man. a special tournament to that see that would be crazy that would be insane and then all the fans are also on some sort of something as well okay so that's it we finalize it down to two sports we'll call it the Haywires Olympics that's mad the Haywires Olympics and it's just Olympics but on steroids I love it okay we pick three sports and we just get everyone there doping on steroids everything you know what we'll provide that for free okay whoever's listening comment down how which sports people should play pick the top three and we'll announce them in the next podcast um yeah and with that i guess that wraps up this episode um tune in next time to figure out what we're going to talk about next in the coming episode so yeah have a lovely weekend everyone stay safe wear your mask Leon and London out. Peace.